0: Hey friends, Bricky here with another episode of Adventures in Design. Today's episode, Bad Design, featuring our very good friend... Dan Stiles. And don't forget, if you are a member of the Circle of Trust, when you log in, you can see all the design that we're discussing on today's show, as well as find the full version of previous episodes of Bad Design and probably about 20 other episodes that I got to record with Dan Stiles, who is just such a sharp mind when it comes not only to good design, but good living, good thinking. What do you say? Let's get started with episode three. It's Bad Design on the AID.network. Settle down. We're about to let you in for the AID recording. Are there any questions? Yeah. Yeah, I got a question. Is this going to be the same <laughs> podcast flop that we always get from these glamor rock pretty boys that get on microphone? Dance around with the same lighting angles, the same camera angles. Is this going to be the same kind of video we always get from you guys? Yes, it is. Is that good enough for you? Yeah! Do you think we can make a better podcast with these guys? We take their cameras and Design podcast. <laughs> Design. Design.
1: Design.
0: Design. design dan styles welcome back to bad design my friend
1: oh, i'm so pumped to be here i miss you i, oh, yeah. I do
0: I, I miss you i miss the good old days of knowing south by southwest bumbershoot chicago like we had four or five good hangs in the calendar every year before the year even began
1: that's true, and now I don't ever see you at all. And when when I do see you, we got to record it, so I got to like you know ask smart sounding questions.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, like Adobe or somebody will bring you back to the Los Angeles area.
1: And, and yeah, I don't. They didn't invite me this year. I think I might have stabbed myself with last year's presentation. Uh, oh Do you, know. you remember that one? I don't know if you saw that one where I uh, oh I, I got saw political. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got real I, political. I felt like it needed to be done, and and so I I did a somewhat political take on on design and uh yeah I didn't I didn't get the call this
0: year which I knew <laughs> might happen. <laughs> hey, but that's the old punk rocker in you, right? Like, yeah, should I do this? Uh, maybe maybe not, but there's a chance of glory in here and I'm willing to take that chance for glory.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it needed to be said.
0: Oh, and for sure.
1: uh, and at the same time like, you know, I've gone up there and kind of done my regular spiel enough times and i'm like well i'm not just gonna come down here and do this again and some people do that you see them
0: yeah they got you an see act and then
1: you see them five years later and it's the same damn talk and it's like oh man
0: i'm not gonna do that but the crazy thing is the people that just keep doing the same act over and over again they get rewarded for it like oh my god but did you see billy bob i mean billy bob ripped off i mean it's so powerful i'm like I mean, I guess it's uh yeah,
1: I don't know, good for them. they made it into a into a job, yeah you know, now they now they're speakers for a living and and I wouldn't mind doing that, but i I try to do something new each time i I can't just I'd kill myself, I swear I just can't I can't get up there and talk about the same shit.
0: well, let's jump into something here with our bad design. Let's look at our first uh logo today, submitted by you, which we're gonna file under the category of rich guys with hobbies. And then- uh,
1: yes, the rich guys in space. All right, the Virgin Galactic logo. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think anybody missed the fact that there is now a space race between three of the world's richest men to see who can shoot themselves up into space the quickest. Uh, uh, Mr. Branson of Virgin Airlines, Virgin Galactic, Virgin Records uh, won. Yep. Uh, although he we only went up 60 miles, which apparently is like not outer space, it's like inner space, something like that. Uh, but one thing that really caught me uh, about this was their logo is just terrible. The Virgin Galactic logo is, it's kind of a cool idea. I believe it is the iris of a human eye.
0: Yeah. Okay. That part of that, uh, I'm, is, I'm on neat. board with. Uh,
1: the Virgin, the old, the Virgin, what they call the scrawl yeah. uh, is inside the, uh, what is that? The pupil? Yeah. Uh, and the word galactic is down below in like your, you know, off the shelf space type face uh, it goes from thick to thin. Uh, but, you know, this just violates like sort of all the rules of logo making, like, you know, you can't, how do you stitch this on a shirt? Like all the stuff that we talk about with all these kinds of look, it's a photograph is what this is.
0: Yeah. And, and the number one thing when all of us think of a uh, spacecraft company, like I, my brain freezes, because I don't even know what to call this new sector of business. You go back to NASA and you go back to it has to be able to be stenciled on the vehicle that's getting you to space. That's kind of the yeah. important part of all this. And it also needs to be embroidered on a patch on the brave men and women that go inside of said vehicle. Yeah, the mission patch. It's like a literal thing. Yeah. This doesn't apply to either one of those two. That, like That is your major concerns from this type of business. And this fails on both of those check marks.
1: Yeah, this is, you know, and I sent some other pictures. I don't know if you included this in in what everybody gets to see, but uh, of the spacecraft itself, they put this along the bottom, and it's obviously like a vinyl decal, like a car wrap. Oh, no. Uh, You know, and then one thing I did like was they did really cool nose cone art. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It's like a 1920s, or not, not, sorry, 1920s, 1940s nose cone of, you know, like a girl that would have been on a fighter or a bomber jet in World War II. I I like the fact that they kind of did a throwback to that. Uh, but the um, the logo itself is the Virgin Galactic logo is just terrible. And and one of the things this brought up for me, and maybe you had the same experience when you were a kid. Um, Virgin, I think formed in like 1971 or something like that. And they used to have this really cool logo of these two twins, these mm-hmm, two women mm-hmm. sitting like on a hill. It looked exactly like it belonged on the side of like a 70s van, yes, you know, with like yes. an orange van with a shag carpet and the and the you know diamond window or something, um, and you know, I always thought that was really cool, but also super confusing because I didn't know much about sex, but I knew being a virgin was bad. And I was like, why the fuck is this record company called Virgin? This is really cool looking. It was like a Led Zeppelin album. Cover. That's
0: exactly what it looks like. the What is it? The houses of the holy, those kids yeah. out on the rocks.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's totally what it reminds me of. It's, it's cool as shit. But it like I'm like virgin. What, what? You know, I mean, granted, I'm seven or something doesn't make any sense. Um, and then apparently they went over to that scrawl logo in the '70s when they started signing punk bands. Uh, right. You know, they signed the Sex Pistols and did Nevermind the Bullocks and stuff like that. So they went over to that logo you're more familiar with, but kept the name, which is still. Hold on! I thought the confusing. Sex Pistols
0: were on EMI. No, they got dropped from EMI. <laughs> That's why they wrote that song about them. One of the greatest, like the 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 Sex Pistols, really did do the great rock and roll swindle. Like where mm-hmm. they. Basically, it was kind of like in modern day, it was like a a Bitcoin dump, right? Like they beefed up their product, got signed, acted like maniacs, got dropped, kept that signing fee, went over to a second record label, got paid more, actually put the record out like fucking genius
1: so cool yeah i mean like i mean virgin records got raided when they had never what was it god save the queen or, or never mind the bullocks like in the window yeah Because it, it was only one store and like the cops like kicked the store door in and like took the records and like i mean shit that's so punk rock
0: okay so do me a favor here rate from your least likable to your favorite branson musk and bezos I mean, Branson's definitely the coolest. Like, I think he's
1: genuinely (laughs) cool. Like, like he's done some crazy fucking shit and been really successful at it. Don't you feel like Um, he hasn't worked for decades? He's also only worth $5 billion, which is compared to, compared to Musk, who's worth uh, like 200 and Bezos is worth like 300. Like he barely gets to play in this club, which I kind of admire. He's like, he's like, you know, he's like uh, playing uh, above his, above his league. He's like dating tens when he's a six kind of thing. Yeah. you know, but he's definitely the least douchey of the three, wouldn't you say?
0: Well, I I I feel like you know, I spoke over you a minute ago. I feel like Branson hasn't worked for decades. So the fact that he still has five billion is like super <laughs> impressive because he's basically been a bizarre, uh rich playboy. I mean, he's been our version of Bruce Wayne for like 25 years, True. right? And uh Bezos is definitely the 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 most unlikable of the bunch he he just has that zuckerberg personality where he feels robotic and and unattached and i don't know what the fuck the cowboy hat was all about when he got off of the. he's drinking
1: his own kool-aid
0: he really is he's he's, i think he's trying to make himself this cool anti-hero when he's really just like a guy who's extremely good at bottom line in a business slashing everybody's throat to get to the top and I, i like i think musk is um He's just in a category of his own. He's kind of the first billionaire of our generation. He's the first internet billionaire who like tweets out weird shit and will host, you know, Lawai on PewDiePie's YouTube channel. Like he he's was a host of Saturday Night Live. Like he's kind of um I think he's as cool as the other guys would want to be. And I know a lot of people yeah, hate him. I agree. But here's my question for you, Dan. When did we start as a society hating really successful people? Because overall, these guys are, you know, people roll the eyes when they say their names and people kind of throw up a little bit when they come up in a conversation. And it's like, I think that this rich guy space race is fucking cool to watch. Like, I think that it's, it's funny. It's fun to watch them sort of big dick each other and try to figure out who can do more than the other one. And I mean, Yeah, they're doing it for ego, but a lot of innovation and I think things that can change society is coming out of this pissing match. I don't know. Do you think so? I I, I got opinions on this. Well, well, let's Uh, hear them because this has become very divisive.
1: Yeah, i you know, I, when did we start hating? I don't know. Did anybody really like the Rockefellers? See, I wasn't you know, they, they, around. I don't the know, maybe, or whatever those guys. Have I mean, we always were, been? They like were this. The, the robber barons of the of the earliest, uh the early twentieth century. Mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. doing the same thing, you know. They did it on railroads and stuff like that. And now we're doing it on the internet. But they they did. They amassed huge fortunes. uh You know, had fucked up children and and you know donated money to things, but also were horrible people. And I don't think we've just recently started hating these people. I think we've kind of always hated them. Um, but i think what, what bothers me about this particular you know dick measuring contest and i'm not the first one to bring this up is that you know the 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 three of them added you know with branson with his fucking 10 bucks and the other two who are rich <laughs> um, they've got about 500 billion dollars right between yeah. between them maybe 400 billion yeah if you look at the numbers they, the the low ball estimate to fix global warming is 300 billion okay the high ball estimate to fix global hunger is 300 billion, right? Okay. So there are pressing problems right here on Earth that these three men, or really two men, have enough money to to fix, yeah. right? And instead, they're going to jet out into space for, what, 14 minutes or six minutes? I don't know, how long were they up there, you know? Um, uh, just and enough and, to and say then to come down it. and wear a cowboy hat. And it, it just, it bothers me that they act like they're helping the human race when, in fact, they aren't. They really aren't.
0: Does Elon have plans to take one of his ships anywhere or is he just literally working on exploring space as a a rich guy hobby and as a private business?
1: Well, he's definitely talking about Mars, which if you think about it is an absolute hellhole. I mean, you've been to like Moab or something, right? Like oh, imagine that with no oxygen. Jesus no. You know, it there's no there's no chance that human beings can thrive there whereas we have a perfectly good planet that's like literally as we speak on fire that we could fix.
0: I don't know. I mean, but there's something about moving to a new neighborhood, Dan. It's just exciting. Like, yeah, it's nice, but I mean like
1: <laughs> it's gonna take a lot to gentrify Mars, dude.
0: Okay, so my question for you is this though. Uh if somebody because as far as I'm aware of, uh these guys are pretty self made, right? I mean somewhat self made. Like nobody Yeah,
1: I mean I don't know Bezos past. I know Musk comes from a, you know, well to do family, but certainly not a, you know, bajillionaire family. Yeah.
0: So is it um is it essentially? Would you say that it's these guys' responsibility to go? I have too much money, and I should give a mass part of my fortune back to the planet. Like, is that? Is it fair to say that if you go so far out into first place that you you have to do something that you and I, I mean, I have I I make more money than I need every month, and I'm working on a retirement and maybe one day buying a house in Southern California, which seems impossible at the moment, but should I have more meager goals? Because I mean, technically Beth and I could probably put two, $5,000 a month into helping homeless or feeding other families. Like is, is, are we doing it wrong? I don't know. That's a very good question. I guess I would
1: kind of hope that they, you know, when they were looking at all the things they could do with their money, that this might've come up, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause yeah, you're right. I mean, they earned that money, whether they did it with, you know, skullduggery or not, I don't know. But, uh, they they earn that money. They have that money. I guess as far as capitalism goes, they can do whatever the fuck they want with that money. But we do have needs, and you know those three guys are worth more than the GDP of like Africa or something. It's like insane.
0: That. It's insane wealth when you look at it as a pile of money and think about you know how what, what you could compare that money to. I mean, I think we were talking about a stat when we went out to the movies Sunday night. Um, it was something like if. A million dollars is one day. A billion dollars is like 30 years. Like Mm -hmm. to relate the two together.
1: Yeah, there's no way they could, they, they couldn't even, even with these crazy space races, they can't spend that money fast enough.
0: Sure, sure. Like
1: the interest alone, if they just threw that into an IRA, it would be staggering, <laughs> right? <laughs> They'd break uh, the IRA so system. They would never be poor. They would never be even remotely poor. They would have all the things they ever wanted, everything they could ever dream of, and still fix some very pressing concerns, that these tech guys always talk about how they're fixing you know oh we're we're gonna make humanity better and and really what they're talking about is like delivering your dry cleaning to your house or something like that like they never fix anything
0: well let me pose it to you this way though i don't think that they see a reward in becoming you know um very philanthropic because that was gates move right like ah I got more money than what me and my family could ever spend, so I'm just going to give it away. And all the poor dude got was peed the shit out of for trying to be generous. That's true. Well, you know that
1: he couldn't. He could have at least implanted us a better fucking five G. Like <laughs> mine, mine works like shit.
0: <laughs> but I mean, you know, we we are railing on these guys. Well, society's railing on these guys for like this, you know, dick measuring space race. But at the same time, like Gates has. Played it by the book and like, okay, here's my mansion. Here's what I need. Here's what my grandkids need. Like the Gates family is taken care of. I'm gonna try to recirculate the rest into like child hunger, and that motherfucker gets beat up more than almost any of these guys do. So it's weird. It's like, what can you do at that level to make anybody happy? Because when you get down to money, there's bitterness, public opinion, and I just don't know if there's a play that a billionaire can ever do to be popular unless you mail everybody a hundred bucks. But then people will still be like, why didn't I get two?
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we, that's what we do in this country. I mean, uh, to you know, bring it around to something other than money, you look at just fame. You know, everybody loved Britney Spears, then everybody hated Britney Spears, and then everybody feels, I mean, it's just, you yeah, put them right. on a pedestal and knock them down. So right. I think you're right. Uh, I guess I just, you know, I do wish that, that somebody would focus on the issues that we have uh, instead of instead of uh, you know, worrying about Mars.
0: Hey friends, I want to tell you about an update with one of the most popular products over at GarmCompany.com. We call it the Rawhide Ink Effect Kit, which will allow you to achieve genuine lo-fi comic book and magazine print effects with Rawhide injected into your Photoshop files. It works perfect for illustrations at all detail levels as well as photos. It's super easy to edit and use with smart filter action sets with multiple filter settings that are fully customizable. It allows you to get in there and to tweak all the settings to get the desired effect that you're looking for for your project and style. And with layered, easy to use, plug and play Photoshop texture templates, it gives you the option to protect your original artwork in a separate layer, meaning that it's all just a roll of the dice. If you can make it look better, it works. If it doesn't, no harm, no file. Keep on creating and as all of the products over at GarmCompany.com. Coupon code A I D. All of these tools have been created by professionals, putting in all the time to give you the tools to better create and to save you so much time. GarmCompany.com, SITEWIDE, Coupon code AID. So let's talk about this logo real quick, because uh, we've already said that it couldn't really be patchable or printable easily. So that's, that's the number one thing that guys like you and I You know, if if we were working someplace and this was sent over to us by a junior designer, we'd be like, are you fucking stupid, Daniel? Like, what am I going to do with this? Like, this is a photograph, not a logo. But let's go even deeper into it. What the hell is going on with this galactic font down at the bottom? That thick to thin? Looks like a mistake, and I read it as Galact 1C.
1: Like Well, I think that's on purpose, and I'll bet there's some reason for that. It's supposed to look spacey. Like if you look at uh you know Blade Runner and you you look at all the typography and something like Blade Runner, it all it all is typefaces that look like this. They're like, ooh, it looks spacey, it looks scientific, which is a little bit of a cop out. Like if somebody said here design a real space logo like this is actually going to go into space on a spaceship and you go and you like type in like space font into google and like use the first one that comes up that's kind of how this feels but um something i sent you on that i don't know if you got the jpegs i sent over there was no Um, images in that email so sorry all the virgin branding of all their different products is just garbage like none of their stuff and they've they've got like virgin you know like energy drink and they've got virgin all kinds of stuff and and all the branding every single one of them looks like it was made by somebody who was getting
0: paid two dollars an hour well because probably it is i mean the, the the problem is with a lot of the stuff that we see is fundamentally people just don't give a fuck and sometimes i wonder if us snobby art design thinking types maybe we care too much. You know, when you go on a job, they always say, well, what's your weakness? Uh, my weakness is probably uh, I care too much. Yeah, I want this to be good. Maybe we do care too much. I mean, maybe that we're the dum-dums here because uh, you see more and more really huge companies spitting out really shitty design. And other than, you know, a couple of snooty websites, oh, my God, did you see what Visa did? People keep spending money. It's like you don't lose customers because your logo sucks.
1: I guess you're right. Um, I guess we could get into Visa next. Uh, but, yeah, let's uh, look at the new we're Visa We're going to talk logo. about that, but you get to do one, right?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll do two in a row. We'll do a, do a two for Tuesday here with uh, right. with, with Danny well, Boyd. Speaking
1: of Visa, yeah. what a good segue right. into Visa's new brand. I know what I'm doing. Uh, which is, this is a, I think this is going to be the last time I bring one of these to the show because we always say the same thing, which is like, I cannot believe Wyden and Kennedy made fill-in-the-blank amount of money to do this. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I am looking at the evolution of an iconic brand, which shows Visa from 1960 to 2021 and all the iterations. Uh, the first one is really bad. It looks like a hello, my name is name tag. Sure. The, the middle is white. Like that. <laughs> 99% of this logo is not a logo. But by 1977, they had it figured out. It looks like a credit card. Got stripe at the bottom, stripe at the you know top. Says Visa in the middle. For the record, MasterCard always had a better brand. Of the two, MasterCard, those two, you know, the Venn diagram circles, way better. Um, But then, you know, and then from there forward, they kind of took this credit card and, you know, made it look a little, tweaked it here, tweaked it there. Uh, 2005, they dropped the credit card part and just went over to the word Visa. 2014, they tweaked that again. And now here in 2021, we're just using the 2014 logo and then going back and grabbing the, the stripes off of the original credit card thing, but it's two separate marks, you know, like remember when Nike was like, mm-hmm. it used to be the swoosh and the word Nike and mm-hmm. then they took them apart and people mm-hmm. lost their minds. It was like, oh my God, you can't do that. That's the craziest branding thing ever. Uh, and it totally worked. And so now we have this whole thing where every company eventually breaks their brand mark. They they take the the word mark away from the the little bug and they separate them in two separate things. Uh, but I'm wondering, like when I walk up to someplace and look on the back of the cash register or the the iPad, I guess, what's going to be on there? The little three little stripes.
0: Right, right. Like, yeah, this no. is
1: just—I don't understand what they paid for here.
0: Well, I'm having a really hard time figuring out. Did they do anything to the type at all, other than go from navy blue to reflex blue? Yeah, it's a new blue. They paid a lot for that new blue. No, I don't see any difference between the typefaces. Oh, fuck. What do you, I, I, I'm trying to figure out this Dan. Like, what did this cost? It, well, <laughs> is this the greatest job in design? Because you literally do nothing for a sack of cash. Or is this the worst job in design? Because literally you don't do anything. I guess it would be, it's all in the individual. You know, like some people like, dude, my job is great. I go there Monday through Thursday. I have to be there from eight to four. I literally do nothing but hang out on my phone my whole time and watch YouTube videos. And it's great. But, To me, that sounds like hell because I know that after three weeks, I would get so bored that I would end up like, can I get away with masturbating here? Like I would end up doing like crazy shit or I would just get so bored because I need to be challenged. So Dan, my question for you is this, is this the greatest gig or the worst gig?
1: I just, I really want to, I want to be the fly on the wall because you're right. This, this is a terrible like i i don't understand and i'm sure this took them like nine months yeah of nose to the grindstone burning tens of thousand dollars a day eight people in a room working through stuff there's probably a 20 maybe 50 page brand book yeah, that honey, goes along honey, with it that talks about all the different shit
0: honey I, I know that we have the birthday party friday but i've got the visa campaign i gotta i i, I gotta go into the office we we, we yep. just can't get this flag to work out properly
1: yeah, that kind of thing. You know, like people people like didn't see their families for half a year to, to do this. <laughs> and I don't understand what they did. Like this is just not an improvement. Like if I if I closed my eye well, if I had to pick something off this page, nineteen ninety six looks perfect. One hundred percent.
0: I I was what the hell look, is wrong with nineteen ninety six. My follow up question was gonna be where were they at their sweet spot? They were at their sweet spot in, in nineteen ninety six. Perfect. And you know why? Ninety six, that is the end of like hand drawn typography with with just the good parts of digital design right like you had the good parts and from 96 on we would get into the age of over tinkering and mm-hmm. now we're in the age of you know it always goes back and forth how could you go from 8 years of obama to 4 years of trump we went up to over tinkering and now we're going into this bizarro like oversimplification where it's almost like you can't even see the design anymore
1: yeah, we we talked about this last time—the VW logo and this yes. whole trend of like pairing stuff down so far that it it almost looks like a sketch. It's like this isn't done, right? You know, this is like we're, we're going to make this better. And no, no, that's
0: it. I have two real quick that that you you can't see, but they're things that irritate me to no end. Um, I pay for a subscription to the OC Register. I live in Los Angeles County, but I subscribe to the OC Register because they cover a couple of topics that I'm very passionate about very thoroughly. And so when I sit down to go to the number two and I have my iPhone in my hand, I will go over to the OC Register to see what the articles are that day. Now, after five visits or so, I got to re-log in going to complain about that. I do the same thing with the circle of trust. Sign up today at AID.network to hear the full version of today's episode and our archive of over 1,400 episodes. So I, I do that with my own business. But these fucking takeover ads make it mm. almost impossible to read the content. And there is this one ad that when you're reading, there's a little banner at the bottom. No problem. I'll give you the bottom of my phone. You can tell me whatever you want to down at the bottom of my phone. But this little purple banner at the bottom. It's an animated ad and slowly it takes over the entire edge of my phone and it shrinks in so that wherever I'm reading, the ad is now over what it is that I'm reading. And I have to wait for the square to then extract and to go away. And it will do it several times. Now, Bricky, there's an X. Just hit the X and it'll close out. Oh, <laughs> mon frère. You click the X and sometimes you end up going into their website. Or the whole page reboots because another takeover ad has to load. I don't care what city in America you live in. I don't care what local local news web source you're going to. These takeover ads, these flash-based takeover ads or whatever script that they're written on, they have become so invasive that it's like, I'm trying to... To read your fucking website i'm trying to give you ten dollars a month to do it why are you making it so impossible why are you beating up me the paid subscriber i would say this to the la times i would say this to the new york times you want me to pay for your website don't worry about giving me the whole article give me an ad free website and you've got me as a customer Yeah, I was just about to
1: say, you're paying for the subscription, right? Because the freeware version, well, you're just, you know, whatever. They can beat you up all they want with 100,000 pop-ups or whatever. But if you're paying them, it seems like they should at least give you unobtrusive ads or, you know, really give you no ads at all. Because you're, you're paying for the content at that point. But have you're you? are your dream customer.
0: Have you seen this, though? Have you had to deal with these ads where it literally will take over the whole screen or it'll load the circular of what 20 items are on sale at the. Yeah, I've fucking seen the ones store. where it they,
1: they kind of slides up to the middle of the screen. Yeah. And then, you know, and so you wind up, yeah, you can't scroll past it. It just hangs out there no matter what you do.
0: These takeover ads, I mean, I don't know what the CPM on them are. I hope they're making a mint because it literally ruins the customer experience which gets to my other one which is non-visual i have spotify in my vehicle and i want to pick a bone with the people over at spotify now i'm not proud that i like machine gun kelly okay i, I this is not a thing that i'm proud of but god damn it if i like music i like music and i don't discriminate against the artist and the latest machine gun kelly album has three really great songs on it so all i want to do in my vehicle is just go beep Hey, Vehicle, play me Machine Gun Kelly's top songs. Or hey, play me Machine Gun Kelly's last album. But no, Spotify continuously tries to get you to listen to Machine Gun Kelly radio. Now, I don't like this genre of music. It's a fluke that I like these three songs. I don't want to hear bands that are just as shitty as him. I want to hear that particular album. And when you go into the Spotify interface, no matter what you put in, Whether it's The Cure, whether it's Machine Gun Kelly, whether it's Led Zeppelin, Conway Twitty, it doesn't matter. They always try to get you into a radio station versus the actual album. I don't want Appetite for Destruction radio. I want fucking Appetite for Destruction. I want to hear Welcome to the Jungle, Into Sweet Child of Mine. Like, I want to hear that first side of Cure's Disintegration, which is the five best Cure songs that ever looped together. I want to hear Scream Dracula Scream from Rocket from the Crypt, and I want to get those first three songs where in the studio, they didn't put one second of silence between the first three songs. It's the biggest punch to the face you've ever gotten in rock and roll. But these fucking radio mix-ups, I don't want it. I want that. And you know why, Dan? Do you know why they push me over to the radio?
1: I'm going to assume it has to be with money, maybe, oh, perhaps. Is
0: it money? Yes, because when, in, when a customer directly listens to an artist or an album straight through, that is seen as I went to the internet to listen to Rocket from the Crip scream Dracula Scream. So, to sign this off with their record label, that is essentially as about as close as to actually downloading the album as you get anymore. So, therefore, when I am actively going after it, that is one CPM that they have to pay back to the record label. However, you know, the deal on radio has been for years that radio stations pay pennies. On the dollar, they don't even pay a penny per play. You know how much more money ACDC would have if every time their songs were played, they got one cent? I mean, they would be even wealthier than they are. So what it is, is they're always trying to get me to go over on radio, so they play, uh, they pay a cheaper CPM back to the record labels. Once again, I say to you, Spotify, taking my fourteen ninety nine a month, I'm fucking paying for the service. Let me use it how I want to use it. No further questions, Your Honor.
1: You know, that brings up something that kind of ties into one of the things I want to talk about later, but this, uh, this, this subscription based economy that we're kind of getting into where you, you pay for stuff, but you don't own it. Yes. It's kind of taking over everything and, and something I wanted to talk about today. And I don't know if you're cool with moving on to the next subject or not, um, was this notion of, of planned obsolescence. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. You, you brought uh, and that up. and also the right to repair, which ties very closely to planned obsolescence, uh, which was this, uh, you know, it, it came to mind because they just passed this thing in the UK uh, the, where uh, I believe they call them white wares, which has nothing to do with shoes or white people. Um, it actually has to do with like uh washing machines, dryers, ah, uh, you know, yeah, appliances yeah. that are generally white. Um, and I, I don't know if you, you, you rent, so you probably don't own your washing machine, but you probably own you know, a washing machine I, in your life.
0: In the right? pandemic. One of the things that we upgraded in our house was, we bought a brand new top or a, uh, Front-loading washer and dryer. And man, oh man, so there you does, go. does that so, make a so difference? So that
1: thing is going to break in the next six years. It just is because it's made out of plastic parts now. Yep. And you're going to call the repair guy and you're going to say, hey, my, you know, I just paid $900 for this top-of-the-line washer. It broke. He's going to come. He's going to go like, yeah, I could fix that for $500 or you could go buy another one for $900 again. And the reason for that is this notion of planned obsolescence. They want the products to wear out fast. So you buy more of them. And right. the UK has finally put their foot down and said, look- you at least need to make this stuff repairable. You need, to, you need to make the parts. You can't just say, oh, no, we don't, we don't make parts for that. You have to throw it out. Uh, you need to make this stuff last for about 10 years. Uh, you, know, you need to make it so that people, normal human beings can get in there and replace this stuff so you can't glue all this shit together, uh, which starts tying over into things like uh, your Tesla, for instance. You know, If your Tesla broke, you yourself certainly could not get in there with a wrench and start no. working on it, but no. you couldn't even take it to a private shop. Because you would void the warranty if they if they crack that open if they bust the seal on that thing they could brick your car.
0: Dan, could I couldn't just- even get anybody to put a tire on my car. I had to go through the Tesla dashboard and they sent a guy out to my house to replace a tire. Like I couldn't right. even go to a stop because the tires on that car are proprietary. Even though they're made by Goodyear, they're proprietary size tire that Tesla owns.
1: Yeah, and it's the same with Apple products. You know, you break your iPhone screen and it's not a hard thing to fix, but if you take it to one of these third party places, you've voided your warranty. Right. You know, and so, and it's not just the warranty. With something like an iPhone, with something like a Tesla, they can literally turn your machine off. So you paid $1,000, $60,000, $90,000 for this thing that you supposedly own but you can't fix it you can't get a private party to fix it and and the subscription based thing that you're talking about started with Spotify is is starting to creep into everything and yes. pretty soon you're not really going to own any stuff you're going to essentially be kind of leasing it and you can't they've got you by the short hairs if you, if it breaks you either have to throw it out and get another one yep. or you have to use their service to fix it at inf- grossly inflated rates
0: the main reason why i bought my tesla instead of leasing it is we don't own our own home which is great. We save, we actually, just to break this down to everybody that doesn't live in Southern California, what we pay to rent this house, we could never pay for the mortgage of this house. So therefore we are actually making our future better by a couple thousands of dollar differential at the end of every month. And we also have no repair. So where I live, bizarrely, it is, uh, more economical to rent if you move to this area in the time period that I did where all the houses have done They've just gone up, 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 up. I saw a one bedroom home that was, uh, under a thousand square feet. I think it was like a seven or no, it was seven, 800 square foot home went for $585,000 to give you an idea of where the kids living. But the reason why I bought my car is I just wanted to own something. To get to your point, like I didn't want to be a guy who's like, well, everything I have is basic, like I don't own anything in my world, you know, other than my savings account. I don't own anything. Uh, but Dan, to get to your point to this, it it is we're getting into these like very, very proprietary systems where example, you know, Apple has come out with where finally you can put your podcast over on Apple and you can charge a monthly subscription for your podcast through Apple, where forever they made it for free. But my biggest fear on that is this, let's say that I took all my paid subscribers, which is my number one source of income, and I moved everybody over to Apple. So now you guys are giving Apple $10 a month, which they are taking 40% of, so I'm making less money to give you the product over there. But damn, my biggest fear is this, let's say that I take my group of customers over to Apple, and then three or four years later, Apple wants to tinker with it like they always do, and they go... We heard from our customers that people don't like paying for 10 different podcasts. People just want to pay one price for podcasting. That's why starting today, we're rolling out Podcasting Plus, where for $9.99, you can listen to every podcast in our store for the one price. So therefore, I took my paid customers over to Apple. Then they decide that they're actually their customers. They reshaped the ballgame. And now instead of getting, you know, at least $6 per customer per month, I'm going to get five cents if you listen to more than 25 minutes of the episode. Like Mm -hmm. that is my big fear about how corporate America is rechanging the landscape and how these subscription models of not owning anything, including listen closely to this next line, including maybe not owning your customers because you're leasing Apple's technology. Sure. Sure. That, you know, I can't make a It's a, the Uber
1: model. It is. You, you become an Uber driver. You're, you're the Uber podcast. Oh, please don't say that. And, and you use their uh, interface. Please and if don't they decide that. at any point in time to pay you more, pay you less, cut you off, please stop talking. Uh, you know, they can just totally <laughs> do that, which, which they've done. I mean, there's people who have built their brands on YouTube who get demonetized or, you yeah. know, you name the platform, um, but it, it all works that way and it's it's certainly not designed to help you in in one bit. I mean it's 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 entirely designed so that they have have 100% control over the entire thing and they pay you as little as they possibly can.
0: I want to give you another example of what you're talking about that is fucking criminal. Like if I if I was the type of person that just didn't work and had unlimited time, I would right now be going to court to take down Sonos. Now, Sonos did a really great thing, especially for somebody like me that we've talked about Rents my home in Southern California. I don't want to run speaker cable through the attic in this house. I don't want to run speaker cable through the crawl space in this house. So when Sonos came up with the idea of all of our speakers, we'll talk to each other through Bluetooth, and you can literally just put a speaker wherever you want in your living room, wherever you want your home, and... There will be no sound delay whatsoever. You can play the exact same sound through every room in your home as long as you put a Sonos speaker in the room. Well, the problem with Sonos was this. Every Saturday morning when you're like, all right, let's make some breakfast. Let's get a vibe going. Let's put some music in the house. Oh, got to update the app. (laughs) Damn, this is taking forever. All right. So the bacon's already been fried and we're moving over to the eggs. But at least we've got our song in our house. Well, they realized that there was fundamentally something wrong with their software, Dan. So they came up with a new version of the Sonos software. But the problem was most of the old devices no longer work for the new software. So what they tried to get you to do is upgrade to the software, knowing that once you went to a certain version in their OS, that you were signing the death warrant for your other existing devices. So I've now clicked all the boxes. I am not updating Sonos because I have five or six speakers in this home. Four of them will immediately become garbage once I update the software. That should be fucking criminal for these speakers that are not cheap. And hey, they sound great. The, like I'm all on for how they work. I have no complaints there. But this like forcing everybody to upload the or to redo their entire system. And I got some rich friends that just don't give a shit about money. So I have inherited even more Sonos speakers because I'm like, no, man, Bricky's going to ride on the old the old OS as long as I can. So now people just give me Sonos speakers and I've got them in more rooms than I need because they were literally outdated for my friends that don't give a fuck about money.
1: Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Planned obsolescence. It works. You know, I mean, they're just they're just tricking you into buying more and more of their shit. And uh, and and the thing that you're throwing out still works. It's not even like it broke. They broke it for you.
0: Yes. It was a forced break on their end. Which is insane that uh, that they can get away with this, and even more insane that people are just conditioned to be like, "Well, yeah, but this is newer and it'll be better." And how many iPhones has everybody listening acquired? Where you are like, "Oh man, fuck, my life is shit until I get iPhone eleven
1: Max Pro." And I was fine with my fucking iPhone three, the three S. It had a good camera. It did, it finally like fixed some of the stuff from the early iPhones. Worked real nice. Uh, I could have kept that forever. But they get Honestly. in your
0: mind, Dan. They get in your mind. The new, No, they don't,
1: though. They just break every year. I've never had an iPhone for more than a year because they always break.
0: The new iPhone 13 with its G7 gel process processor is the most elegant, sophisticated phone that we've ever made in the mobile space. And you start going, fuck, my life is shit until I have the 13. And then you get it. And after a day, you're like, I got had. There's nothing, I can't find anything different on here. Like, I literally can't find anything different on here. Like, as consumers, we have been fooled into thinking that we need new, we need upgrades. But most of the times, these upgrades are so marginal that you don't even notice where you just spent your extra money.
1: Well, and they also know exactly what's going to go into the iPhone 13, 14, 15, and 16. And they've got it all set up that way. It's not like, you're getting the absolute cutting edge of technology. No. Like they've got all the stuff for the next three ones lined up and they're just going to trickle it out. Yeah, because we You get a new one every year.
0: Consumer products have become like a movie franchise or a Mm -hmm. band that puts out albums. You know, like you have to be careful. Don't tell too much of the story at once. So, you know, uh, they started to come up with the idea of like, hey, when we shoot Harry Potter three, we're also going to shoot four and five. You know, like they've come up with the idea of, of how to, you know, essentially like get all of this together like, you know, with the uh the last two Avengers films. You know, they took a really big ambitious story that was great, filmed it all at once, broke it up into two parts, and my dumbass went and bought a ticket the second time and even went back and you know downloaded and paid to watch the first one to to get my brain ready for seeing it. I enjoyed it. I'm not complaining about it, but we're seeing the same thing that's happening with consumer products where literally They have their lineup of what they're going to slowly trickle out to you in hopes that your dumbass will keep showing up to buy the new iPad because now it has square edges.
1: So as designers, is all this shit our fault or is it like the bean counters we can blame for this?
0: Uh, I think it's our fault because I think that we... Try to push the bean counters into, but yeah, man, people want a squared edge iPad or people want this or people want that. I think the bean counters are smart enough to be like, no, 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 no. We're not giving all of that out on iPhone 13. There's some here that we can salvage for 14 and there's some promising stuff we're working on for iPhone 15. But I think, I think designers, we're pushed to try to put our thumbprint on the world and make things better. And I was the guy who figured out square edges for the phone. Everybody was holding this round shit that would slip out of their hands. But I was the guy that figured out a right corner is the way to hold a phone in your hands. So I I think that we are very much to blame. And let's get over to our next topic, which is the Cleveland Indians uh, who had a problem on their hands. Both the name of their team, Cleveland Indians, and their lovable mascot, Chief Wahoo, which everybody knew was a matter of time before that had to go away. So we saw the Washington Redskins get rebranded to the Washington Football Club. And we knew it was just a matter of time before the great state of Ohio would have to react. And they have reacted into going with an idea called the Cleveland Guardians. Now, uh, our good friend Aaron Seacrest, OK Pants, gave out this same idea on a little viral campaign that he started over on the Internet, I want to say, a year or two ago. He had already rebranded them as the Guardians, and uh, he'll be on the show uh, coming up real soon to explain to you why his rebranding was better than what they actually did. But forgetting that our friend Aaron was the originator of this idea, Dan, let's look at the new Guardians.
1: Just to back up a second, why Guardians? Uh, I don't know a whole lot about a whole lot about Cleveland.
0: Um, was there is there
1: some uh, yes. did they protect us from something at some point
0: Yes there is a, uh, a a famous bridge to people in Cleveland that has a sculpture on it that is I can never spell Cleveland right uh, that is. This guy right here. Ah, that guy. All yeah, right. Th- this guy, this Art Deco dude is the actual Cleveland Guardian. Oh,
1: wait a minute. Oh, look at that. Wait wait a, look a at minute. that pop-up ad. It's that's just gonna break your shit. Oh, wait, there it goes.
0: Okay, so that's loaded up. There's no X. There's no X? We gotta wait for the X to load. Where is the X hidden on us? <laughs> where, where, where are we at? This is a live one, folks. This is a live one. Okay. Well, uh, my question for you is yeah, Dan
1: they, they want you to log in. You're never going to see this content without, without giving them your email.
0: My question for you is this though: how is that the article that is the most recommended when nobody can get into Bloomberg to see it?: The Internet works in mysterious ways. All right, here we go. We're loading a page. we're loading a page. I don't see any images. Oh, that's because oh, 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 we had to have oh, another ad. ad. The ad had to take over first. Anyways, uh, you saw briefly. Oh, the ads are loading. The ads are loading. Oh, there's an ad. Just like,
1: <laughs> wow, look at that art. Oh shit, that's bad. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. We should do a whole episode just on that. What's going on with that guy's face?
0: There you go, friends. There's today's free version of bad design. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Dan and I, where we look at all these different logos and sort of interject, you know, where the design could have been made better, but also just sort of overall bad design and life and society trends right i mean to really understand good design, you have to also have the talent to recognize where things are wrong, where things are imperfect. So, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I also hope that you'll join me right now for part two, where we have forty-five more minutes available for you over at the Circle of Trust at AID.network. When you sign up, you get the full version of every episode, as well as an archive of fourteen hundred podcasts that I have waiting over there for you. And Dan Stiles is easily in about thirty or forty of them. he's just been a consistent reoccurring guest on the show for years now. And it's nice to finally have a show that's all themed around him. We used to do the logo show, but bad design is well, it's just a little bit sexier. Part two starts right now at AID.network, only available for members of the circle of trust. Thank you so much for considering becoming a member of the circle of trust. Anyways, that's where the guardians idea comes from. Okay. Um, it's a pretty it good a name. stretch, but all right. It's a pretty good name. You know, it, I mean, w- 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 so many things have been taken, but a guardian is definitely an improvement over Indians. But looking at um, this real jagged font that they have gone with, for, let, let's just start with the the insignia that, you know, obviously this guardians with the swoosh underneath the bottom of it or whatever that's called, you know, the proper term for that oh
1: it's probably a swash is that a swash A swash. i call that swash so but first, it's also the very just baseball thing it's like that little baseball swash they put on every baseball logo ever which is kind of cool if they use that
0: but also like look how it comes from the s it's not organic at all like i always want no. to see that swash be like oh yeah from the last word and you know yankees they took that s and that's what you know whoosh, that goes underneath the bottom of the logo mm-hmm. it's like how the hell it did you vaguely get that like
1: the milwaukee power tools type <laughs> face you know like it's it's like a, it's like script but square
0: yeah kind of metal yes and then i see that they did a little home plate hit over the eye
1: oh that's what that is yeah
0: that's the only reason why it would be that ugly
1: yeah because that doesn't fit there at all
0: and then for the i don't know this isn't terrible but it's weird yeah it's super weird i tell you what it's not it's not a classic It's not the Dodgers logo that will last forever. Well, they're
1: trying to, they're trying to kind of touch on that retro style, but maybe modernize it or something or, or, you know, and it's definitely not hand drawn.
0: No, no, no. This is fucking vector every which way you look at it. So now let's, let's kind of move our attention over to this, um, isometric G with wings. Now the G with wings in a straight profile, that might not be a bad logo. But for whatever reason, you know, because it's the 2020s and we got to show people that we have gadgets, um, they went with this isometric like sort of like 45 degree angle thing, even though it's not mm-hmm. truly 45 degree angles, probably more around in the ballpark of like 30. And so because we did that, we also have to see the other G in wings, which I would point out that G is going to be backwards for whoever's on the other side of this universe. But we have to just see enough of it to prove it's that way, but it then it makes the logo way over complicated.
1: Yeah, I mean this thing is sort of cool. Like all of this is sort of cool. Like like I really want to like it because it's funky and it's it's my color palette and it's it's fun,
0: but it's like there's it's just not quite right. It's a bit off. It's a bit off. So my next complaint would be this. Let's go over to the sea for the great city of Cleveland, which I've had many of good nights in. The exterior of the sea has a bend in it. I like that. It shows motion. And then the, what are the little pieces called that, that come down and up on the sea? The
1: serifs? The serifs? I guess that's kind of a slab serif on the top, and I don't know what that, that is on the bottom.
0: So the they kind of have a little bit of bendy in there, but they don't, total bendy, but the inside of the C is a straight line and has no bendy. So my question is here, is that nice curvature we have on the outer left hand side of the C. Why is that not duplicated in the serifs and in the internal? Like, I feel like the whole logo should have that nice, like flex to it.
1: It's weird. I'm kind of okay with it. I do see what you're saying. It's too straight. Yeah. And so you should just have a touch of curve to it. But again, this looks very much like the guardians uh, type itself. It's, it's really rigid.
0: But in a weird you know, even way. Even though it has
1: curves, it looks rectilinear. It's very, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like you can see the points. Like, like yeah. you know, you can envision in your head where all the points in Illustrator are on this thing.
0: I already see it with little purple and blue squares everywhere.
1: And all they needed to do was grab one of those corners and give it just, just a touch of Bezier curve to that inside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually don't. God, I don't. I don't hate
0: that. I
1: don't I, know, man. I this just, whole thing is like, it's got me wishing they would have just given it another week.
0: That's what I was just getting ready to say. It's it's close to being yeah. awesome.
1: Close because this being stuff awesome. is kind of retro cool. It really is. Like I I, I do I'm enjoying what I'm looking at. But then the more I look at it, the more I find little problems.
0: But let's be fair to the designer. We don't know what they showed and how it got whittled back to this.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was a nightmare.
0: Yeah. So if 'Cause I mean, whoever did this is probably pretty hip. They have one foot in the uh in the world of that we are from. So uh we do understand that we don't get the final sign off on everything. So maybe instead of thinking of this as an insult, you'll see that this is a hug that we understood that you had some difficulties getting your way. Uh the G with the wings and the baseball though, like I find that to be really close to being awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really I close. mean, I could just
1: it looks like it belongs in an old gas station like next yeah. to the Pegasus. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is this is all really rad like retro stuff. Uh and I'm that's why I think I just I like it. I want to like it and I I do. I like it.
0: All right. Let's hop over. I can't wait to hear what Dan or uh the what Holy shit. Are we going to do this one? <laughs> oh
1: my god. Is this real?
0: This is real, my friend.
1: <laughs> oh, this Oh i've gotta uh, this is this is where I wish people could see what what I see.